0: Does everyone, when they're speaking in their mic, do they, does it sound like, uh, you come across a lot clearer in my headphones and like all you guys do, but my own voice sounds kind of echoey. Is that, is that the way it is for everyone? Echoey? Yeah. It sounds like, um, like you speak.
1: I
2: speak.
0: It sounds like you're right there, but in mine, it kind of sounds like it's uh, a kind of spacey. You sound fine to me. I sound fine to you. I think it's just maybe in my own headphones. Yeah.
3: You sound fine to me. Yeah.
0: Let me see if. Let me do one thing real quick. Let me see if that helped. Oh, that helped a lot. Oh. There's I think I don't know what that I think I had like <laughs> I sound can I think I had sound right? canceling on or something. I don't know that helps a lot though. Okay. Huh. Wait, Boys, your micro-
3: was your headset even on?
0: <laughs> I don't I, I you know what I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I assume it had to have been. He had to <laughs> it, have, it had to have been on. I think yeah. that was sound canceling or something. Noise canceling. I have my was, noise canceling on. Sounds fine. I don't fucking know. Uh, Maybe it wasn't on. (laughs) I don't know. These are my first time using these headphones. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, Dude, that was good. Oh, man. Can that be the track? That's the intro. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that can't be. (laughs) Aquaman, Aqualad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. I need to buy a different fucking Oh uh, God, that's freaking funny! Okay, on today's show we are diving into a review of Aquaman. Will this movie make a big splash with us, or will it flounder on the dock of the bay? We discuss the latest movie news, including the new Jordan Peele film Us, and if I was able to watch the whole trailer without looking away. We are then going to list out our top five most anticipated movies of 2019. It's all happening right now. This is Cinemaxic. <laughs> And keep that in. Boys.
1: Dude, that's gonna be a transition. That's gonna be it's, <laughs> that's it. That's it.
0: <laughs> boys, um, welcome back for another episode of cinemaxic We are now on episode seven. Episode seven. It feels like we just started this yesterday, but here we are on our tenth podcast. If we're combining Force Vision and the Common Room. This is now our tenth podcast, and uh I'll tell you what. It's never felt better to hit the century wait, the decade mark in anything in my life than this right here So anyways
2: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Anyways decades, uh, it's a measurement of years not you know <laughs> number of it's not a no, a quantity I believe a Decade is ten years.
0: Yeah in measurement Correct <laughs> Did I, I I said a decade did I not you did what, what am I missing? <laughs> Never mind. We, we've, done, we've, <laughs> what they do? no. we've
3: done 10 podcasts. We haven't done a it's, decade it hasn't of been podcasts. It's the
0: decade mark, as in like... That's I don't know if it works out that way. way. And, <laughs> and, and, in, in terms of it being 10 of something, That's it's... Not, I'm, absolutely. I'm sure each podcast
3: feels like an entire Never mind, listening Never mind.
0: What you guys may have noticed, though, as listeners, outside of our ramblings, is we have a new little studio set up here, courtesy of our... Studio manager, the man behind the curtain, as he's asked me to call him multiple times. The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> Jordan Katzer.
1: I've got a lot of titles. I found out <laughs> you really. I'm, I I've got I think, quite a few titles. I think
0: it might be my new thing that I give you <laughs> a new nickname every single podcast. But my friend and production manager here, Jordan Katzer, it's what I'm used to. Put together a new setup for us, and now. He's going to be a part of the podcast today, people. He's coming on. He's going to have a chair. Oh, hi there. Right there. Jordan Katzer, welcome to the squad. How do you feel? I feel good.
1: I'm uh, really questioning how this is going to work out in the editing side, Mm -hmm. Um, since we're rocking a multi-channel recording. So it's recording all of us separately. Well. So going in and uh, putting that together and equalizing levels and making sure everyone sounds the same. That sounds fun. That's gonna be. Oh, that sounds like it's going to be really hard, and I'm glad...
0: It could be. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, we'll see not how for it works. Jordan. Uh, not for Jordan. We'll this see how it works out. Easy. He's Should handled everything had, so um, effortlessly.
2: One of those, the the Q snapper things they use in oh, film you don't need to that. do a unified bop. No. No. bop, bop this this recording all started, all,
1: all of us started talking at the same time. Yeah.
0: Straight ahead of me, <laughs> as always, is my friend Tanner Rush. T diggity at T-Rush, uh, no, at uh, Danger Rush. There it is. Um, at many things. He's back again. Tanner, welcome back to the podcast for episode seven, my friend.
2: Hey, thanks for having it in my apartment again.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what? I wouldn't host it anywhere else. You guys can't move. It's going to be right here. Tim, on my left. Yo, yo, my, yo. No, on my right. Well, I'm all mixed up. A little bit of a holiday days. Am my right, boys? <laughs> Tim, on my right, welcome back at Tim Trist. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, I'm I'm doing fantastic. I think we have a good show lined up for today. You know, oh yeah, yeah. I think we have a quite a lot of great subjects to talk about. And I'm uh, sorry for the sniffling in the mic. I'm a little under the weather, but I will push on nonetheless. How was everyone's Christmas? Here, we all spend time with family and friends and <laughs> enjoy each other's it was, company.
3: It was it was lovely. I only watched one Christmas movie. And it was Die Hard.
1: There you go.
2: Mm. Mm. Uh,
1: Perfect. I would I not watched, have it
0: any other way. I watched, um, The Christmas Story because TNT was doing a all-day marathon of that, so I watched that at least four times. Oh my god. Just because it kept going, and I didn't, I didn't bother to stop it. That's and I was drinking and eating, and oh my god, I ate oh so much. Oh my god. Oh god, so much food, guys. But uh, what you all? What was your favorite part of Christmas? We all get what we asked for this year. huh? I got a toaster. Yep. Yeah, I heard You got a blender, too didn't Two you? slices
3: of bread at one time Whoa Fancy oh my stuff God.
0: But Does it have one of those Is it one of those High ones roller. that, like, base an egg At the same time? as it toast? No No, actually, mm. no You
1: mm. talk to that whoever fancy. got you that gift About <laughs> <laughs> returning it and getting you the one with the egg <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, This is unacceptable well, you're a grown man And you should have a toaster <laughs> that bases you an egg As he cooks your toast So I don't know what the hell's going on
2: Tanner, how was your Christmas? It was good um kind of a, a low key stripped down affair this year which is, is fine can't complain got to spend time with the family um you know the joy of giving mhm i got drunk 5 days in a row jordan whoa <laughs> 5 wow. days in a row
0: not 5 that's that's a little that's that's it's close but not 5 but i did drink quite a lot over a span of 5 days to the now point
1: the question is what did you drink
0: um so my dad is a little bit of a bartender, a little bit of a I've mixologist. Seen your yeah. So he uh, made up quite a few Christmas cocktails and let me mm-hmm. tell you about all of them. One of them was called the Cousin Eddie, and that's bourbon, apple cider, ginger beer with a little bit of lemon juice stirred up, and that is just a nice crisp acidic drink. Yeah. Um he made one called the Snowball, which is literally uh, just eggnog, vanilla vodka, a little bit of bourbon and whipped cream and with a dash of nutmeg
2: yep. on the top. That's a traditional move there. there.
0: Yep. And then finally, I uh, there was one called uh, the peppermint white chocolate. Uh, I believe he called it the candy can or something, but that was straight up just a glass of liquor. It was peppermint <laughs> schnapps, Godiva white chocolate, uh, vanilla vodka. Uh, Bailey's, and then with a little bit of half and half on top. Lord.
2: I think your brother was telling me about <sighs> this. This sounds familiar. Dude,
0: I'm not joking. The only thing that has ever gotten me knocked off my feet quicker than this drink was the $5 Long Island iced tea <laughs> at uh, the other place. That yeah, they do like it every Friday. That is, it, I, yeah, it gets you going. Yeah. So, I drink that three days in a row. My liver is failing, but now I'm onto a uh, nice, beautiful iced coffee here um I was so oh. we have um <laughs> what's going on you know technical <laughs> no, dip theme? No, 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 i no. moved away from the mic to bird. and, and then he gave me one jordan thought i was looking I was like, at something <laughs> something wrong oh. <laughs> no, dude, I no. but um <laughs> yeah well i have my iced coffee ready i'm uh ready to oh, oh god the 7-eleven iced coffee was a mistake
2: oh god Great. Now I we're mean, not going to get sponsored by 7-Eleven. Oh, geez. Yeah. This tastes
0: like leftover day-old cocoa crisp milk, Dude. which is typically a good thing, Wait. but I'm not sure. it's delicious. Yeah. That sounds pretty good, actually. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't taste like coffee. That's what's alarming to me. It should it's at least not. have a hint of coffee in there, and it just straight, straight up tastes like chocolate milk, old day-old. Chocolate, chocolate milk. Anyways... What did we all watch last week? What did we watch last week? I want to tell you right now, last night, I watched five Harry Potter movies. I thought I One saw an Instagram, only
1: five Instagram post about that. Your yep. favorite Christmas movie. Yep.
0: One through five. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, I do consider the first two Christmas movies. I don't know about the other. The first two could be thrown in that Christmas category because... There is one scene of Christmas I mean, in die it. That's hard not to do enough it. to qualify. <laughs> all you need is ten it's minutes of Christmas. You're good. It's not. But something about the overwhelming coziness of those first two movies, the the fires and the, the warm colors and just the, the, I don't know, the claustrophobic feel of it all, being in that, that castle, just makes you feel nice and cozy. So I like to throw those on I don't know if I'd define
1: claustrophobic as a, <laughs> a warming...
3: A <laughs> I, well,
0: it oh, just, it's very warm. It, it, you know, it just—I love the feeling of being claustrophobic. <laughs> you know, yeah, that—that's yeah. That may not have been the most accurate description, but I know what you're saying. I liked it. What did you guys watch last week, though? I know Tim watched uh, Bumblebee, right?
3: I did. However, I would like to talk about Roma because we were supposed to talk about it last week, and I feel like we skipped it over, and you know, it's it's a little injustice. Give it, it, it a give it a quick. You give it a Roma, Roma is Netflix. yes
2: original Mm. netflix original yeah okay so they picked up the distribution for it but they did not fund the movie got it but it still says netflix
1: on the the title screen yeah yeah okay
3: i'll just give a quick rundown uh the entire movie is in spanish with subtitles so you can figure out what's going on uh Mm, i do appreciate that it it was uh it was not an exciting movie for sure uh, is about a servant working in the house. Uh, she gets knocked up. The guy leaves her.
2: is so with uh, Seth Rogen.
3: Close, <laughs> yes. It's the it's the Spanish version. Also, apparently, we're just going to do a
0: spoiler up. review uh, of Roma as well.
3: Hey, it happens all in one fell swoop. The setup. He's this. This happens in the first twenty to thirty minutes. Okay. But uh, there's a there's one <laughs> funny scene in the there. The movie is thirty two minutes long. <laughs> 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 It's uh, a short film.
2: It's like five hours. It's really yeah. not that long. It I think it was
3: longer it's when it's like I Lord than of the, the Rings time. It's like Lord of the Rings on steroids.
0: It's it's long. of only two hours. It's long. the type of a where you of like, man, this through the movie feels long, and you check like, halfway through the movie, and you a like, Ugh. oh, of a little bit of a little a half bit of not little bit
1: a little not of not little a a bit of a And, and
3: no, uh there's multiple times yeah. where I had to pause the movie and go do something else cuz it, it it did not grab it's, my attention. It's slow. It's slow. It's very slow. It's
0: an, it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful film like the way he's he's made it and everything like that, but I'm like, you know, we just got to we just got to figure out why this is considered the best movie of the year by a lot of people cuz I think there's some good bits in it. And it's, it's definitely, again, beautifully filmed, but at some point it's like, hey, the movie's straight up boring to watch. I mean, I'm not going to just like say, well, yeah, it was really, really artistic and obviously very artfully done. And for that reason, I will apologize for it being a dull slog for most of it. Um, I'm not that type of person. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say that. There was great performances, great cinematography, but overall, the movie's boring. I watched an hour and a half of it. I haven't finished it. You haven't finished it I haven't yet? finished it. Don't even feel like doing it. Um, and that's pretty much how I feel about it. Um, but, Tam, you said you saw Bumblebee. Do you have a quick little word on that, too? Because we're yes. not going to do a review, but do you have a quick, quick talk I
3: think on all Bumblebee? we need to know is it was not directed by Michael Bay. Very good movie. Honestly, it's probably my favorite Transformers. Uh, it's close the the very first one's close though, just because you can't really beat that one, but I would probably put that yes, this as my can. favorite you can. transformers. I think I would Most I would movies. argue to say you can <laughs> beat the first Transformers. I, I thought he did a <laughs> decent job with the first one. The second, third, fourth one were not very good and I never saw last night.
1: How were the explosions in this one? You
0: know what? There were
1: there were, were not lacking? very
3: many explosions.
0: Well but, but they looked real. real. They, they did not know. look fake. The thing and the thing too about that the whole movie with with from what I saw from the trailers is that oh, I can actually tell apart what robots are fighting right now, which I think makes a huge difference because in literally every Transformers movie that has happened so far, I'm just looking at a giant scrap heap of metal flying around in the sky and I cannot tell who's who's punching each other because they're mostly gray with little spots of color. It seems in this like, no, this is straight up. This is Bumblebee. He's really yellow and this is Starscream. He's got a lot of red, white, and black in him. And uh, Optimus Prime looks like he's going to be his traditional like design from the cartoon. Um, So I'm excited to see it. I, I haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. I did make priority for one other film, which we'll discuss very shortly, but
2: yeah. Tanner, what'd you watch last week? I finally got around to seeing Paddington 2. Oh, Holy, oof. Uh, delightful. How'd that end scene
0: treat you? It got me. Did you cry? No. Oof, I did. That caught me off guard.
2: I was so touched, I cried. No, I haven't cried at a movie in a while.
3: Mm.
2: Since the first Hellboy. Since the first Hellboy. And since the Hellboy trailer. And then the Hellboy trailers. <laughs> <it's like>, how currently? <laughs> be the shitty hey um, i think it looks like a fun romp dude could go into a thing about that right now but um uh yeah paddington 2 is delightful i think it's Great. gonna stay on my my top of the year list oh yeah. when we finally do that uh yeah. next month maybe it easily is in my top five i have to list yeah. out
0: the movies but it's easily in my top five i thought it was just yeah delightful in every way and what i loved about it if i may say is that it definitely had a lot of inspiration from Wes Anderson, and and a lot of the styling and the cinematography and the very linear shots that you get, um, which I, I did I did appreciate. A lot. Yeah, I
2: can see that. Um, you know, overall, I don't know if it's if it's quite as good as the first one in terms of just being a more tight. Uh, story like the the family the the browns i think that's the family's name yeah they don't really have a whole lot to do in this one um they're they kind of got busy work for the most part until the final act when everything kind of comes back together but um uh yeah no less no less entertaining or feel good but yeah. You know, just maybe a, a notch or two down from the first one overall.
0: What I really appreciate about these movies is that I think there's a lot of time with children's, you know, aimed for children movies that obviously can get a lot of adults to enjoy it as well. Paddington 2, all the Pixar movies, those, yeah, all that. But what I appreciate is when a film like Paddington 2 takes the time to give itself some artistic directions and stylings that set it apart and make it unique. Um, so, um, that's that's something I really enjoy because, like I said, there was some Wes Anderson inspiration in the shots and, and the cinematography and all that, and it just made the film much more enjoyable for me because a lot of those other films for kids can get caught up in just this, it seems like the cinematography get, takes a backseat, they're really not focused on that, they're just focused on telling a story, which is great, it mm-hmm. works out for them most of the time, but I can't really think of many movies off the top of my head that are children's movies or aimed for children movies where I'm just like, Well yeah, that movie had great cinematography. I, I really can't think of many. Uh, so that's why I do appreciate Patty yeah. quite a lot. So There's a lot of craft
2: in yeah. the film.
0: And I definitely will we definitely could talk about that a lot more too on our podcast we do top five of twenty eighteen. Jordan, what'd you watch last week, bud?
2: Top ten. You gotta do top
0: ten. Sure, top ten. That's fair. Yeah, okay. top 5's too. Eh. We'll probably just dedicate a whole podcast to just doing talk about our top ten favorite movies, honestly. Sure. What'd you watch
1: last week, Dwayne? Dude, I watched uh, Avengers Infinity War again, (laughs) as of yesterday. (laughs) Literally nothing in the past week except for yesterday. Again, though, you've seen it already. Yes. Okay, good. Yes, I have seen it. Yeah, that's a good movie,
0: man. So good. It's a good movie. Really, really like that.
3: Better than any DC movie.
1: (laughs) Shut (laughs) your damn
0: mouth. (laughs) But it's true. It is true. <laughs> so so, so <laughs> far. Maybe maybe eventually. there is.
1: It is It is very maybe true. Maybe eventually it won't be the case.
0: We can get there. So yeah. we're, we're going in the right direction, I feel like. I have a lot of hope for Suicide Squad, <laughs> we're too. We're going in the right direction, well, I feel like, which uh, makes... We're going in the right direction. <laughs> but uh, that mm. leads off to our one of our big topics of the day. The we're going to dive in. Right direction. Ooh. We're going to dive in to a... Cinemaxtic review of that's right it's time for our aqua lad our aqua boy our aquaman review boys we all saw aquaman last week we all saw it tim and i saw it opening night is that a first the Tim. for Tim, whole, yeah. yes. Close for Tim, close for Tim, but for everyone to have seen it, this is this is maybe a cinematic first. Um, I saw it opening night, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this now. What I want to tell the listeners here is how we've done most of our reviews: is we do a quick, spoiler-free review. About five minutes, eight minutes long, and then our largest discussion is going to be spoiler-related. So you are good right now, and I will clearly mark when we're going to go into spoiler talk. I'll give you tons of heads up, because I'm going to say that we're about to enter spoilers at least 95 times. So, not that many times, but plenty of them. Guys, what did we think of Aquaman?
2: Tanner? Your thoughts. So overall, I had fun with it. I was completely entertained um, for the most part. It was a fun movie. I didn't, nothing in it made me mad. I just don't think overall it's a particularly good film, but it's fun. And I think that carries a lot of weight. I think that holds
0: a lot of water in this discussion. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think a lot of times people don't want to say a fun movie, it, like that's a fair way to describe a movie, that it was fun. I think in in cinema, if you had a good time there, that's really what matters because that determines like, hey, yeah, if I feel good leaving that movie, if, if I had a good time watching it. You don't really go to a superhero movie unless it's directed by Christopher Nolan to feel emotionally moved, really. I feel like you're going there to have a good time, and that's that's pretty much that. So I, especially in the span of the DCEU, having a movie be fun is a massive, massive win. Uh, so I think that's that's big. Uh, Jordan, what did you think of the movie?
1: Yeah, I totally agreed with Tanner. It was, it was entertaining. Uh, it kept me entertained the whole nine hours I watched it or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh... But yeah, it kept me entertained. I had a few issues with uh, pacing, the motion, the the effects. Um, yeah, that was the biggest thing. The effects. Tanner and I had a short discussion before you guys all arrived that the the use of sped up and slowed down motion was way overused. Sure. Yeah. And in situations where sometimes it wasn't needed. Yeah. Uh, I I, I could see that parts yeah yeah that's that's all I had in a couple of the like the uh, the hair underwater yeah I understand what they're going for but man it looked fucking awful in my mind in my mind
0: you know that's funny I didn't necessarily I really I did it, not notice it, the hair really? honestly that it much. took
1: away from me it made me focus on that more than what
0: was going I, well, on in the scene. anyone wants to focus on Jason Momoa's beautiful mane but it was inconsistent uh, to me. I didn't I on, to be honest to God and I'm not just saying I really did not notice the hair that much I was focused more on the character's just overall face and and rock hard <laughs> body and <laughs> oh no and uh I, I never was face I was oh, uh only her face stop it right now and uh so I I actually didn't notice that Tim what'd you think of Aquaman though
3: ooh so As I told you after we saw it, it was kind of late in the night, so my judgment could be slightly skewed. Uh, I agree with the pacing. There were parts where it was extremely slow and boring, and I was like, can this movie please end? Um, The acting wasn't great. I thought it was very cheesy from time to time. There were some exciting scenes, but overall, I mean, it's not really – a. The story wasn't great. Um, I just didn't believe what they were trying to portray. I thought it was just all too fast in certain parts, and then in between, it just did not, you know, intrigue me at all.
0: You know, I thought Aquaman and the conversations ended in explosions was a great movie. I thought it was just an amazing. Wasn't that Godzilla the, King uh, of the Monsters? That yeah. was that. That was probably the funniest thing for me, is because there. Uh, Details like that, I typically don't really pick up until my second viewing. But I was in like watching that movie. I'm like in my head. I'm like, is that the fourth conversation interrupted three by an explosion?
2: Times I, it least. was
0: way too many times that it happened. It was way too. It was uh, James Wan relied on that little story anecdote.
2: I wanted it to keep happening, honestly. Yeah, like the second time, like I kind of <laughs> chuckled. I'm just, like, really <laughs> again? And then the third one, I was laughing my ass that, off. That was funny. It just <laughs> it's like, do it again, please, one more time. Happen. But in all seriousness, uh,
0: I actually, I really, I really enjoyed it. One, guys, I won't hide it. I am obviously a DC fanboy, as I've said. No, no way. That's a surprise. We haven't discussed DC on this podcast at all. That's weird. If there's, uh, yeah, (laughs) if you're a listener, we we appreciate you you coming clean, Max. Yeah. If you're a listener, you know, I always try and incorporate DC news if I can because obviously I'm very passionate about it and I don't give a crap if anyone else here is because I can talk about it for hours. But I enjoyed it. I really, I really did. Now, to be fair, in the scheme of things, um, I also. I liked Aquaman, I liked Man of Steel, I liked Wonder Woman. I thought Justice League was, in theaters, it wasn't a good movie. Was it, like, just terribly awful, like, Batman vs. Superman theatrical and Suicide Squad? No. Batman vs. Superman Theatrical, I did not like. Suicide Squad, I did not like. I thought Um, we didn't
1: talk about that on here. What's that? Suicide Squad. I (sighs) thought that was a (laughs) little Yeah. Um,
0: So this, for me, was a win for DC. It's a step in the right direction. They didn't wade too far into Marvel-like territory in the way this film was shot, and the way this was acted, and the way it was just overall done. But it definitely was a step to make it... This is a DC movie, and I felt it had its own unique feel. There was definite definite um, inspiration from superhero movies all around and the like, as there typically is in any origin story. Because there's been so many superhero origin stories by now, it's hard not to um, mix inspirations. Um, But guys, honestly, I, I enjoyed it. I thought... Jason Momoa is charismatic enough to carry the movie as a lead actor. This being his first leading role, really, as an actor and something that's seen nationally. I thought he did a good job. I thought some people didn't like the chemistry between him and Amber Heard. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I thought Patrick Wilson was good as... Orm. He was. Uh, by the way, say his real name. Uh, what did I say?
2: Ocean Master. Ocean Master. Yes. Spoiler. Oh,
0: I thought I missaid Patrick Wilson. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, DC Comics
2: God tier naming dude, convention I, I, at again. But I did
0: not. I did not. Oh man, I loved that so much. Maybe that was just the nerd of me. But I was like, he, when they're like talking about it, and they're like, he will become the Ocean Master, and then he's like, call me. Black Manta, and I'm like, this is awesome, because if you guys read the comics, almost any comic, when, like, a hero shows up, or the villain shows up, he's like, he says in his own little word bubble, you can call me, and then they say it, and I thought he was definitely taking inspiration from the comics there, you could almost take that frame, paste it in a comic book with, you can call me Black Manta, and you'd think that would fit perfectly with it, so, yeah, that was definitely corny, but also some superhero goodness I loved, Something I didn't like, though, for sure, was I felt like they they could have sold me on Atlantis a lot more.
1: Never mind, I'll have to wait till the spoilers, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
0: Atlantis to me was... Underwater Wakanda? No, no, it looked cooler
1: than <laughs> that. Unnecessary. <laughs> I, but no. but the, the thing, the thing
0: I was saying though, is that like it was the whole point. of It was about coming home to Atlantis and being the king. And I didn't really see enough of maybe Atlantis's everyday life or its citizens or the city in general. Aquaman mingling among them. It's just
2: yeah. exteriors. Yeah, buildings. I, I, I mm-hmm. was super
1: bummed about. You gotta that. see the inside of a broken down ship. That was it. Yes. That was it. Now, that was cool. Let's be honest. That was cool that... That, uh, that there was an air bubble or an yeah, that, that, whatever
0: that uh, was. Yeah. What was Willem Dafoe's character? Willem Dafoe. Volko? Vol- yeah, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. <laughs> Just playing himself. <laughs> Volko's little office is a shipwrecked galleon. I thought that was... <laughs> it's- come visit me in my office. Where's that at? It's the galleon at the bottom of the sea. Just dive <laughs> down in there, and I'll see you then. Um, I thought that was cool, but... They just didn't explore Atlantis enough. We saw the exteriors, and I was like, wow, this is cool. Look at all this life flowing into Atlantis. There's traffic and everything. And uh, I'm sorry, Tim just (laughs) dropped his phone and... It's for we're, everything. we're all we're all mic'd we're all, up all and all headphoned in here, and that sounded like someone shot me in my ear. <laughs> so that was terrifying. My apologies, but yeah, I was bummed out by that, Tanner.
1: You think? I assume there will potentially be a second Aquaman. Oh, to so well, where with the amount will, of
0: with the amount of money it's making, I Absolutely. believe where they will the, the, explore
2: the second and third Master Aquaman films. we also in the first one. Oh, this is something I want to talk about. There is too much plot in this film. The story of this could have sustained an entire Aquaman trilogy. We'll get into it more in the spoiler side, but you know this movie has no business being two and a half hours long yeah. in covering the amount of narrative ground it
0: does. I, I would agree. I would agree with that, but I do think still, that for what they attempted to do, this could have gone a lot worse with the Seven Kingdoms, Underseas, Atlantis, all these different like people coming in, all these different characters with some storylines. It could have blown up in their face horribly, and I don't feel like that happened at all with this. Though it was busy, and I agree there it was trying to take on a little too much, I still feel like they they tied it together in a nice enough package that maybe if anything this film took the took the bullet for the future Aquaman films cuz like hey we set up a lot in this at our maybe our own expense but Aquaman 2 and Aquaman 3 can jump off any one of these singular storylines and launch itself forward into a just an overall great story and so i mean that's that's kind of how i how it, it felt but I feel like we're like also. Not
1: having to explain the seven kingdoms in a second sure, movie. Sure, yeah. Breaking out of this. Yeah. Exactly. Now it's already established.
3: And unless Ryan family. Johnson films or directs yeah. the next one.
0: Yeah. So I think we got our most talking about the non spoiler. Uh, do you have a do anyone else have some non spoiler <laughs> things I want to discuss before we go into that? Um spoiler range. Overall,
2: I liked Um Oh. I the tone is again, I think it would have worked. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. The movie mm-hmm. embraced the comic cheesiness yeah. of the source material, so that mm-hmm. was fun. Um, more or less I liked the action, the animation of the CG elements, sometimes a little off, characters kinda moved a little floppy. It was kinda weird. That in the situation with the environment
1: settings. Yeah, and,
2: and then when overall the just the aesthetic, the designs of, you know, the the costumes, the, the buildings underwater. Um, visually cool.
0: Yeah. there's, there's no, Basically, guys, before we head into spoilers, from my, my side, there's no reason you shouldn't go see this movie. It's fun. It's action-packed. There is a lot of comic book goodness in there. Sure, it has its flaws, but in terms of the DC Universe as a whole, it's absolutely a step forward in the right direction. It's an overall... Good popcorn flick that isn't so. It's not like you know your Transformers, which is just utterly terrible nonsense most of the time. Uh, which of course seems to have ended with Bumblebee, but that's kind of what I'm trying to get across. So let's go ahead and go into spoilers. We we've gotten a pretty good discussion in, just spoiler free, and I really want to go talk about just everything spoilers now yes. with this film. So. Guys, if you haven't seen the movie and you want to, uh, this is where Get the fuck out. <laughs> Jesus. This is where. All right. This is where it's time to leave. So <laughs> for the spoiler cast oh, begins. <laughs> the begins right now. And we'll go ahead and timestamp this as well so you know exactly when the Aquaman review ends. The two-minute mark. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know exactly when the podcast, the review ends and you can pick up again. So, spoiler review time. I thought that scene where Aquaman went in and got the trident was awesome. Julie Andrews and her giant kraken, whatever that thing was supposed to be. It wasn't hers. Yeah, it was. That was Julie Andrews.
1: Holy shit! That that was was her voice.
0: That was her voice. Yeah, man. That was she. She, uh, Mary Poppins herself, voiced a giant kraken. Man, opted to be that large fish instead of being the Mary Poppins (laughs) sequel. (laughs) That's what she went for, and I appreciated it because I thought that was kind of a cool sequence. And him going and getting the trident and walking out of that waterfall with the Aquaman suit on and the trident, I was like,
2: oh, I am rock hard.
1: I was not wow. hard, but it was cool. Well, for other reasons, I couldn't
2: um, get past the fact, okay, that the Kraken is surprised by the fact that Aquaman can understand what she's saying. So, if she just assumed he couldn't understand her. Why was she going on that very long monologue prior to whipping the shit out of him? Like is she compelled to read I mean, from like a script well, every time well, someone and, comes? All in? villains and, and monologue
0: Well, any movie, any beast is always like roaring and stuff at like the hero, any beast in any movie. So you assume they're yelling at them. <laughs> <Yeah>. in,
2: <laughs> so, so like in ex- animal ex- talk. Ex- exactly.
0: It's like they're just like any time a lion's like roaring at someone in the movie where like they're facing the, the hero and he's just a lion. So it's like, Rawr! he's actually like, get out of here. I hate you. <laughs> he's actually speaking in animals. So that's what I'm trying to get across uh, there.
2: Yeah. Here's the thing, though, is by that point in the film, nothing was really carrying any weight for me. There was a lot of cool spectacle. And I was like, neat. But I was like, I don't care though. Like, really? none I, of this yep. was really hitting me. M- you like, know? I didn't feel pumped up when Aquaman comes out in the suit just because, like, this is at like the two-hour, fifteen-minute mark of I this do. film. You
0: see, I disagree, man. Because I really did not like Ocean Master at all. I hated him, and I was like, sure. man, I want Aquaman to whip this guy's ass. And well, so I was.
2: I, I all didn't about feel it. any hate towards him because his. Oh, I hated him. Uh, his, I don't think he killed that fish man. His pathos is properly explained, like why he wants to go to war. They give some kind of like excuse about pollution and overfishing and like the Whoa. oil mm-hmm. digging. Which okay, yes, the oceans right now are in they're in a bad spot. Um, we've really done a number on them. I don't buy that the Atlanteans necessarily give a shit. Because they have this hyper advanced city that they're living in, the trash ain't floating down to them, like no one even knows they're there. And if it want to be like a spin of like, well, you know, it's just the havoc they're wreaking on the wildlife, they don't really like live in harmony with the wildlife. I'm just imagining they're super technological. Like they've got that one octopus they forced to play the drums, I guess. So maybe they're bummed out for him. I'm just but (laughs) like why does he care? I know
3: exactly.
0: I'm just imagining though, like at any point in Atlantis, like, like there's like a Frito Lay chip bag floating around, <laughs> right there, and like <laughs> look what they've done to our kingdom. like there was there was also, by the way, I don't know if you've seen that. There was clearly a fish with a three a six a six pack ring. Yeah, can then yeah. there was a fish clearly swimming around with that at some point. Right. Like it was blatantly there. So That's, that's fashion
1: in Atlantis, um,
2: though.
0: Yeah.
1: Where did he get such but, fine jewelry?
2: So I didn't buy... It comes from the mother. I didn't buy his motives, and he just didn't really have any nuance as a character. He was a very flat villain. He just had an evil plan. He was going about it in the most evil way he could. Yep. And um, as
0: you were speaking about that, I was thinking this would be a great plot point that ocean master orm never knew that uh that arthur was his brother and in those scenes where volko is training arthur actually have volko up there with orm fighting they're practicing fighting each other on the beach and they're just best friends growing up and it comes to find out and later they come to find out that arthur is the bastard son of orm's mom and orm sees his mom get banished to the to the deep and because of that he now hates Arthur because his mother was banished for having him, and he never, and Arthur never told Orm that he was his brother or something like that, and he feels betrayed Shh. and feels like he needs to. That, I think, would have been actually a way to add a little more depth to his character. Hollywood, you can call me
1: at 913. 913- well, I don't know if you want to give out your number. I would stop right there. 555. <laughs> there you go.
2: Um, I think that's part of it. He hates Arthur because of that, but I don't think that feeds into his desire to destroy the surface world um i mean
0: his mom did you know have him with a a man right and he because of that man she was banished so that's
2: if it was like a very roundabout way of getting revenge for that um i think they should have leaned into that a little more yeah they didn't you're right and i think they should have done more to sell his um sadness over his mother so like when they're dueling right That first time, um, and he shatters Aquaman's trident, which is his mother's trident. Atlantis. Yep. I almost expected him to kind of have like a look of remorse, maybe regard his mother's, his sort of the last thing he has of his mom, and like, oh, I just broke it, and maybe look a little sad. But instead, he starts just posturing and cheering to the crowd, and that was that was a could have been a really good character moment. They just didn't even Mm. consider. Yeah. Did we all
0: notice, by the way? Orm's Ocean Master's, like, really loud, long-winded yells he did. It was like, that was really...
2: (laughs) Yeah, this film, it was like Aquaman, it was like Aquaman by way of Dragon Ball Z.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, it's very cartoony, um... And also, kind of like I think, has some sort of '80s action film sensibility. Like it doesn't try to mimic like the '80s aesthetic, like you know, Stranger Things tries to do. And, yeah. Um, but no I sense. feel like if you went back in time and kidnapped an '80s action film director and brought him to today, this is the kind of film he would make.
0: All right. And I, I'm I'm actually totally okay with with Aquaman being. And corny that's not and a complaint. Movie. Yeah, no. I mean, because because. You know, Aquaman is already a character who's been, you know, made fun of for years just because he's a superhero who talks to fish, but still, it they they took that on and t- embraced the cheesiness, and I think we're better for it. Uh, Jordan and Tim, what do you have to say about Aquaman in terms of spoilers and stuff?
1: In terms of spoilers.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got, I feel like Tanner and I have been the main ones talking, so... I well, know, I mean, I'm trying to stick
1: to where you guys are at currently, <laughs> oh. which is the trenches. Right, yeah, in the trench and coolest and... scene of the fucking movie was when they dove off the fucking boat. <laughs> yeah. And it showed the layered. It was. That see? one was pretty cool. With yeah. Lit by moonlight. Yeah. And then the flare and just seeing the amount of those fucking that was, trench dwellers. That was, was fucking insane. Best... It was the best scene. Yeah. I, that was it. Yeah. No
3: words were spoken. I, I'm trying to think of everything that happened. I, I would say my favorite scene was probably when they're in Italy and they're fighting Black Manta. Okay. that That would probably be my. Favorite fighting scene of the entire movie. I wasn't really excited about the end fight scene.
2: What? Jordan and I were talking about Sicily earlier. Oh, dude. There's um, so many things wrong with Sicily. I think the, cool scenes... the economy is way off there. I agree. <laughs> there are cool things that happen in that scene, but as a cohesive scene, as a set piece, I don't think it flows because we have um, Amber Heard's Mira. Oh, Mira. Mora. Mira, Mara, Mara, Mara. She's get it's Mara, Mara, Mara. Mira. Mira. She's Mira. getting she's getting Mira. chased by the, <laughs> the Buzz twins. Buzz Lightyears. Yeah, and um and then Aquaman's dealing with Black Manta, but they're they're so they're disconnected in the mm-hmm. action. So it will show what two of them are doing, and usually. It's some kind of running or jumping, and then it'll cut to what the other character is doing. And the cut will be of them flying through the air in slow motion. Oh, then yes, it speeds slow motion. back up. Then mm. she'll run for a bit. Then it'll cut back to Aquaman Black Manta. I think it would have been much more exciting if the things they were doing were affecting each other. Like she'd like use like her water power to like whip Black Manta or like he'd throw like a, a fucking brick at someone chasing her. Or, like but it just it kept cutting from one to the other the scene just didn't it didn't flow
1: and we kind of talked about this how they could take a page from marvel's book where it comes to multi- having multiple heroes, heroes. In a scene. Using their powers, yeah, using together, the powers together. In, together in an interesting way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't think Mara used her water powers as well as I would have liked to, even though actually at the, there, at the end there, she used them more chase. than I thought she would. And at the end of the chase there, she like just straight up like stabs that guy with icicles, mm-hmm. which is yeah. pretty dope. Wine mm-hmm. Winesicles. Winesicles. Yeah. Which yeah. That was I was cool. like, that's that's cool. such
2: a waste of money. <laughs> 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 you know how long that's been sitting yeah, on the show? That's the thousands of dollars. That's a great year there. But honestly, if this would have been a Zack Snyder film, uh, they would have established that she could control water, but then she would just punch people the entire yeah. movie, or like shoot them with like a fucking revolver. or something. Yeah, Zack Snyder <laughs> sucks. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, no, he I mean, has no imagination. He, he doesn't.
0: I, I agree. No, it's um, yeah. But I actually liked the Sicily scene. And Sicily I, scene was mm-hmm. fine. And I think also to Tim, what Tim was trying like, you were saying that you were bored in parts. I honestly do think you were really tired though. It was like eleven o'clock when we saw that. <laughs> no, movie. It he started at nine forty-five. So don't let him do that.
3: The, the Sicily scene is the you part of the movie, movie where I
0: started getting
3: interested in the story. Everything beforehand I was I was just bored. See, it wasn't, I
0: just, but I thought there was great character moments in I the thought things leading so up to it. It was so cheesy that oh my God. I did not I love I the part of Jason it. Momoa in the bar though. But and Aquaman in the bar just being a drunk and everything like sure. that. That was that was great. That, that was, was a great character that moment. That was
2: fine. The the little romance establishing montage in Sicily though. Like that's so clumsy. They just realized very long into this film, like, oh, these two are supposed to end up together eventually. We've done zero work making <laughs> that happen. <laughs> I, Let's I, do a quick 30-second sure. montage. Yep, yep. Let's I think, eat some roses.
0: I think the chemistry was there between the actors. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. I just thought that the, the story did so, not give them enough time to develop. To that jump that. ahead, true, true. did
3: they even kiss, or was that all CGI? They kissed at, oh, oh, oh. yeah, oh, yeah. I think that was all CGI. I don't Where, even think they kissed at the at like the, the end, end of the movie, At like the very end. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, they kissed. No, none of that was so.
2: It's probably their real faces. All of it, no, you know, yeah. like CGI <laughs> yeah. bodies. No, or no, they they're
0: all those scenes were shot, and then they just added CGI effects over them and whatnot. It's probably a mocap, you know. And that's another thing I have adding. to complain about this. This is really frustrating to me too. When everyone like wants to like, I'm not saying anyone here is mm-hmm. saying this. I'm just saying like people online and whatnot always are like, they uh, critics. There's too much CGI. Just all CGI, CGI, CGI. CGI. I'm like, so was. I completely forgot Guardians of the Galaxy was filmed in actual space. Totally forgot think, that that was filmed in actual... It was. Uh, but I, think, outer I realm. think
1: Guardians did a better job at making it look they believable. Has, but much you better have to CGI. Give, you have to
0: cut them some slack when the movie is supposed to be underwater that there is going to be some CGI just yeah. overtly unavoidable. The
2: presence yep. of CG isn't the issue. Um, for the most part, I don't think like the textures looked off. Um, a lot of it just came down to the animation. And I think a lot of those underwater bodies were CGI. Um, I don't think they were mocap. I don't think it was just wire work, because I don't know how you could mm. simulate people moving in water on wire work. I think very much those were a lot of the yeah. time CGI bodies when they are moving about... and swimming around yeah. and stuff. Um, just I don't know how else they would have done it. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. I mean... The, Iron Man
0: flies everywhere, and that has to be CGI motion, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I have no problem with it. Is I th- what I'm saying.
2: I think a lot of the issue comes with either, like, it, film was, had to have been shot on digital. Um, so there's some kind of thing going on there. And I think maybe the post-production, like the color grading, might have been off, or just the way they were lighting them as it was being filmed. Because even scenes that weren't underwater that should have by all means been filmed on a real physical set or location, not a set, a location, looked like green screen to me. Mm -hmm. Like the just the coloring, the lighting on them never really matched what was behind them, even when they were in the desert. It's like their set was just a dune and then they green screened in the rest of the desert behind them. Or when the father's on the dock at the lighthouse, like it looked like green screen every time. Are you telling me they (laughs) couldn't go to a real lighthouse... With a real dock going out into the ocean and film there? Like yeah. And if they did, why does it look so weird? And yeah. it's
0: I agree, there's actually that's actually a common issue with some of the DC movies. That happened in Wonder Woman a lot too. It's particularly the scene where Diana has a kid and jumps off that one edge to and cliff. she starts falling and yeah. like that the background kind of looked weird. There is some sort of hiccup there. But at the same time, you know, you're only given you're only given what the studio is going to allow you. Obviously, it's almost unfair to really say, hey, Marvel movies can do this, so why can't DC? It's like, well, it's because Marvel is owned by Disney, and Marvel has virtually no restrictions on anything budgetary or what they can do wb has a lot more restrictions on that stuff creatively and what they allow budgetarily for for uh sets and stuff like that so a lot of it has to be done cgi because it you know it costs a lot of money to set up a giant set in all these different places
2: i think aquaman could have done less with more and this plays into the whole the whole structure the whole plot thing i've been talking about earlier um like I'm just gonna quickly go through this because I know Jordan's still got a lot he wants to talk. Oh, there's about. there's a lot. Um, yeah, but say like okay, Aquaman one. All right, we get the Arthur's mom's backstory. Him as a kid. Um, there's the scene with him and his dad in the bar, and the dad pieces together that he helped the guys out on the sub, and he's like excited for him. Like he's like you're coming into your own. As like a hero now, like you're helping people. Like the anti-Clark Kent from, or uh, Pa Kent from Man of Steel, mm-hmm. who's like, no, you can't help anyone. Let the kids die. Let them drown. Because um, that's what Pa Kent would say to Superman, right? Um, anyways. I love Kevin Costner. So having like a first movie being him coming into his own as a hero and then maybe encountering Black Manta. And then there's some kind of hints to the larger Atlantean stuff things going on. Second film, he actually gets introduced to Atlantis, maybe tours the seven kingdoms, we get to know all of them a little better. Um start to build these attachments. Maybe he's going on like the quest for like the super trident in that one. And then like he gets it, but like oh, like it doesn't I can't unlock the full power or whatever. What is this? It's an arc for the third movie. Third movie, Orm comes in and he's like, "You're an outsider." Uh, the surface sucks because maybe in like movie two, there was like some tensions built in between like like I don't know like the American Navy and the Atlanteans, and so there's an actual reason to Orm could spin that the surface world is like a threat to the Atlanteans, and then he can rally everyone, be like, "I know he's got the magic trident, but he's an outsider. He sucks." Let's do this. And then Aquaman has to then fight for the throne. And yeah, I don't know. Go from there. You would have more time for each leg of this epic journey he goes on in this movie. There's just not enough time to do the entire thing justice and to mm-hmm. establish a connection to the kingdoms, to Atlantis, to the characters, to their relationships. This movie has to do... Also, a lot of legwork that Justice League didn't do in just establishing who Aquaman is. Like the first 20 minutes of this film are basically backstory in him as a kid. And you could have done more with less in three separate films, I
0: guess, is what I'm trying to do. And again, I'll say. I think Aquaman took the bullet for the future of their Aquaman franchise. To get it, he got he. But
2: where do we go from here? Like, I feel like if you end the first movie with this Lord of the Rings scale battle, like that feels like that should have been the climax well, maybe of the it's entire be, journey. It maybe it'll yeah. be
0: a lot lower stakes or something. So, you never know. Did, I, I mean, did, King Orm's still alive. So. Did anyone die
2: no. from the no. movie? No one died. There were no stakes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that's. Th- I mean, there was. He was a threat, but there were no states. There was total. I mean, but I. I don't necessarily agree with that. After because at the end of the movie, you realize, oh well, no one died. But the entire time, there was no way. I thought King Orm was not going to die. I thought he was. I thought Ocean Master was absolutely going to die. I thought Black. I main Black Manna's father's death. That was a powerful scene to me. I thought that was a. I like really that... strong dramatic scene that Black Manna gets that need to want to kill. Tanner. Aquaman Tanner I and I had a like discussion. How
2: Aquaman didn't save the father that was a very morally gray action for a superhero you don't see that a Mm -hmm. lot that was a nice touch and it kind of established something for him to work through sort of as they didn't really fully come full circle on that but it's brought up again however uh, that scene was cheesy as hell. Yep. yep. That like, scene when was. he's climbing away and Dad Manta is like, "You bastard!" <laughs> like it was like it was oh, like a yeah, Saturday. Was, it was like that's anime tier dialogue. Well, like that, that
0: was that was uh, the dialogue was bad there. But I were, did think the scene between Black Manta and his dad there was just between them the dialogue and whatnot and. <laughs> I clearly powerful, yeah. Yeah, it, when I, he's
2: running away and the dad is holding the grenade above the water just so the audience can see he hasn't let go yet? Yeah. Like, I don't... That's I don't know, goofy. What? Like, what? grenades yeah. don't a, need to be out of the water but to it's, explode.
0: Okay, I think that's a little... That's getting into Nick Pecky territory. I, were okay. you guys well, touched
3: by the knife scene when he handed him no. his grandfather's
0: yeah, knife? Yeah, just the no. most awkwardly out place. placed... Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. weird. That
1: was weird. I was like, oh, but thanks, Dad. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the... Process of now, uh, pirating a goddamn submarine, but, but I think they That's, also mess
0: up that. I think that knife is Atlantean steel because he, he stabbed Aquaman. Aquaman yeah, but no, I don't think, I think he, he mentions he, it. He stabbed him in the place
3: he would already been stabbed with that Lannian. Oh, sword. so he. he I much think like, so. much really? like, uh, oh, okay, such precision. I so much so.
0: like, like chopping garlic, you nab mm-hmm. it with the brunt of the kni- the, the brunt of the knife the to get to the flesh, open. and then you yep. stab it with something else. I think huh. so. Jordan, do you have any thoughts on Aquaman?
1: I'm just thinking that <laughs> whole scene
2: He's in the submarine. He's got a lot to say.
0: Yeah, about the submarine. Actually, yeah. I've got a lot to say about that. that kind kind of ruined it. <laughs> okay, for me, so
1: the whole submarine. Like, I understand. Yeah, you're pirating this highly advanced submarine to then use to attack the meeting place of which you meet. Um, whoever that was, I forget who it was, of what kingdom.
2: King ZZZ. King, King- ZZZZ Top. Um, Dolph- oh. So you're doing that. That's a whole reason that's King- taking place, because
1: King, uh, Black Manta's getting paid King, to do that. Uh, yeah. King- Rocky Four villain. Yes. Um, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're in the process of pirating this highly technog- technologically advanced submarine, and you're using a grenade launcher against Aquaman, in the bay that they hold the torpedoes in a pressurized vehicle. How did how how un, how did the torpedoes not explode? I mean, they mean, do that and then even with the fucking explodes the, the grenade. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Even then his Paw Paw pa, pa Manta shoots a grenade oh, at like Aquaman that. as Aquaman is literally standing over right. Black Manta's body. I would expect the camera to pan down and there just be shrapnel lodged in yeah. the dude's skull. The, okay, it's these are just fireball it's not like actual. But grenades. it's yeah. a
0: superhero movie. Okay, let's. But there's sort Hold of on. like if you go into this, are was... you okay with gravity? N- with no gravity in space, bombs dropping on a destroyer in Star Wars: Last Jedi? They were probably propelled, or uh-huh, magnetism okay. was at work. And it looks like a little selective
2: criticism. Also, here. Star Wars is. You know, mm-hmm. fantasy. It's not sci-fi. I can look over a lot but of things. I, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> but dumb, it's but it's, never, it's, it's... So how... I, that's the, the ma- one
1: that killed me in the first... Sorry, T. Go ahead. Mine's just going to be This film on. just
2: has inconsistent <laughs> physics. It's not that there are extraordinary things happening. It's that it's not consistently extraordinary or realistic. Yeah. Characters react to the same things in vastly different ways throughout mm-hmm. the film. But, so... But also,
0: I would, um, I would wager on any sort of torpedo or missile in a submarine, even like, I mean, you would have to hit a torpedo head on with a bazooka to even get it to explode. You think so? Those, I, those I things, don't know. Those, I even those, looked it up. I, I was like, what's it take? Those things Dude, are what's it take to explode a torpedo? Yeah, I'm probably flagged. Because they have to, I mean, those <laughs> things are incredibly strong, yeah, and, so, and they so. are really going to blow up on but the, the thing But the thing on is, is own I, own I was reading, might. torpedoes
1: aren't like detonated by running into something.
0: Yeah, they're detonated from like the inside or something. Yeah. Like That's it's clearly it's yeah. And there's a huge but, steel I mean- thing covering it so i mean a grenade launcher
1: and a, an explosive but, but by also Papa, at, Papa, at, at the same is, time you
0: know? i mean he's probably thinking he's gonna die hey, yeah, he knows yeah. who the aquaman is but he doesn't know hey is this guy killing all these yeah. dudes am i gonna die you know i'm gonna kill him if i'm going down i'm going down with him type of thing mm-hmm. so i mean it's you know here just i mean if when you're getting your ass kicked by a superhuman then you're just like oh well yeah. this is probably the end anyway so i'm gonna fire this bad boy off in the in the
1: and the torpedo will take out my son while I'm at it, too. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need to live. Yeah. Um, but back to what Tanner was saying is that they react to physics in a completely different way. Same character. Go back to where they're jumping out of a goddamn plane in the <laughs> middle of a fucking desert and they land unscathed. Nothing. They jump up, dust it off. Well, they're superhumans. Mm-hmm. I get that. But let's follow this through, though. Yes. So, but then you jump to the Sicily, Italy scene to where they're jumping roofs and then all of a sudden they feel the need to add in a scene where Aquaman falls off a roof, grabs roof, and then they do an overhead scene. Like, he's afraid to fall. Why? You just fell from a fucking plane. Hundreds of feet in the air going going hundreds of
2: miles per hour. sand is soft. Okay. It's like a pillow. I I, (laughs) go on that speed. I (laughs)
0: again stand my ground that this is getting a little nitpicky. I don't think it is. If if they wouldn't have
1: included the scene of him hanging off the building, I would have been perfectly fine with it. The fact that they said... They included that scene to instill fear in the viewers, which didn't instill it well, on me. No, one, I mean, I no went, one's thinking Aquaman's going to die of, from that. He just
0: jumped out of a fucking plane. Well, yeah, but no one's going to think Aquaman's going to die from that in the middle of I the movie. I know that, though. but why would they include
2: in it? And before uh, the plane, even when um, Aquaman and Orm are dueling, and Mira jumps in to save the day. Mira. Whatever. <laughs> Myra. um Mora. She creates that like Mira? that air pocket tunnel. <laughs> That he falls through open air, Orm does. This
1: is in the Ring of Fire.
2: Yeah, in the Ring of Fire, Mm -hmm. creates this little air air pillar that he freely falls through. Um. It may be twenty feet, maybe twenty to thirty feet, and uh, he gets like the wind knocked out of him, and you see like he's kind of like whoa, and like it takes him like a few seconds to recover, you know. 10 15 minutes later, the two of them are flying out of the airplane at you know, with thousands of mega newton ton force behind them yeah, or whatever. whatever and then they hit the desert and like they laugh on impact. They're like, Oh, what a ride! <laughs> like, even though that should have been so much worse than Orm, unless Orm's just a pussy. I don't know, but he's a sea master, but he's the, is the, ocean the, ocean master. the ocean master, but it's just the inconsistency and um. Even from the, from the get-go, when we see Aquaman with the submarine in the beginning, he's lifting it towards the surface, which I don't know how he's doing because he's not kicking his feet at all. He it, seems to I, just be rising to the surface. They could have been close to the floor. We don't through, know that. Through willpower. Maybe he just pushed off. Fatter, I, they get some force behind their body when they
1: just... <gasps> perhaps. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I understand that. He he's could be close able, to the floor. Anyways, close he's floor, able I
2: mean. to lift a submarine... Uh, Okay, it seems. Yet when he gets into the submarine and he's fighting the guys, you can see Jason Momoa is clearly physically exerting himself by throwing the punches. Like he's flexing and he's, you know, he's grunting. And it's like the amount of force required to, pu- like, any punch he would have thrown would have taken those guys' heads off. If he's strong enough yep. to lift a submarine, like he could just do a lazy backhand and send someone flying across the room. Like it's just inconsistent physics. It's... Yeah. But. That, again, that's a questionable thing that's, in every superhero, superhero movie. Superhero, yeah, but it's it's, like, it's so in your face in no, this but, one. But like,
0: I mean, I just I don't I don't know if I agree. with I that. literally paused because the like, movie
1: when I saw the overhead scene in but, Sicily.
0: I was like, but, but there's, but I, You're I that's to emphasize. that is such that I mean that's another thing though, that it's like I feel like people are grading Aquaman for something that every superhero movie like if if you if literally everything was acted out at the absolute. Height of iron, like of everyone's powers, then the movie has no stakes. The movie isn't fun because they're all superhumans. They're all incredibly strong. If if every single thing they do needs to be at the absolute max of what they're capable of doing, then what's even the point of having these superhero no, movies? So he
2: could, you could say, like he's holding back, maybe when he's fighting the pirates. But it needs to visually look like mm-hmm. he's holding back and not putting his entire weight behind a yeah, punch.
3: He needs to look like he's just having a, a, a yeah, stroll in the park.
2: I don't, I
0: don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that. Cause it, it just, you gotta, you gotta have action and you gotta have guys who are like, I mean, that's just, they're just acting. And I just, I, I, I think if you're going to have someone actually go and fight someone, that's boring to just have Aquaman just be like, you know, flipping his hands. Cause it hands. also shows us
3: power. How
0: easy? <laughs> That's not what you, but you, But if you're going to grade that, then you have to be upset with, like, the Hulk actually fighting Iron Man in his Hulkbuster suit and not just tossing him into the sun and it's stuff like that. It's a super
2: strong suit.
0: Yeah, but that just, again, it's just like, why doesn't he just wear that Hulkbuster He's Hulk not just, it's not, a suit. A, it's not a suit made out of pirates. Sure, so if, yeah. so, <laughs> it's a suit sure. made out of Iron Man. <laughs> but if Iron Man, okay, so if Iron Man can wear that Hulkbuster suit and beat the Hulk, then why doesn't he just wear the Hulkbuster suit the entire time? Why doesn't he wear that in every movie? Because he can beat the Hulk in it. Why doesn't he just wear it for every single villain? Pretty, Why doesn't he do that? That's pretty bulky. Uh, uh,
2: that's a, this is a different. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, I, don't, I this just not think there is inconsistencies. There's inconsistencies uh, for every single Superman movie. So I don't think but, that's uh, sure. And again,
2: fair. that wasn't something that I would necessarily dock points from the film. You just you walk overall. into these things yeah. with a suspension
0: of disbelief. I'm certainly. I mean, I, maybe I'm crazy, but I'm certainly not. I, I, never in a thousand years would I have gone home and thought, man, man, he was really grunting when he was throwing those punches. I, did th- I, did, I didn't
1: originally think that. Mine was mainly. I the... mean, he's acting. So you gotta, the scenes, yeah. they, they could have cut some scenes, and I would have been perfectly. You fine gotta have with mm-hmm. yeah,
0: because I mean, you gotta have struggles. Like if Aquaman can lift a submarine, then yeah, sure. Then what's the point of even the rest of the movie if he can lift a submarine? Why doesn't he just like lift Atlantis up and? Oh, <laughs> and there's an I an idea. Film two. Right. Well,
2: any but, other film. The lifting the submarine would have been like a show-stopping moment, but this is like the first thing we see Aquaman do. And so because he's so powerful so early on, again, not a lot of stakes. I'm never really worried for him. You know, I I, I, I understand
0: where you guys are coming from. I, I will disagree on that, but... You know that's what's great about these movies—we can disagree on, on, them and on them.
3: One other thing I just want to point out real quick: when he was talking to this giant squid or the Kraken uh, before he got the trident, and he was like saying, "Oh, I have to do this to save my people," did you buy that? No, I didn't. No, because right before then, he did not really even care about anyone in Atlantis, and then yeah. all of a sudden, one eighty,
2: because he doesn't—he doesn't spend enough time in Atlantis yeah. to to grow attached to it. The only character he presumably cares about is Mura at this point Mera. and um mm-hmm. Voltron. He says and, that. Um, <laughs> Volko, whatever his name Vol- is. The Green Goblin. He, yeah. But you're
0: also yeah, missing yeah. the huge point that he says that after he reconnects with his mom who's alive and says like, you have to do this. Yeah, but... They that tried that should to kill be, her. That's a hundred. That's a hundred eighty. That's a one. That's a. If there's any reason to want to fight for your place again, he hated Atlantis for one reason because he banished his mom and killed her. He's like, your people killed my mom because she had me. And then she's like, hey, yeah, they banished me, but we still have to fight for Atlantis. We still have to go save these people. And he's like, she was banished from her people and she still wants to go back and try and save them from what's going to happen if king orm gets the way he wants that is something i saw right away in the movie i that was something i read immediately that okay that's why he had this epic turnaround and came back and that, fought for him.
2: that says more about her character than his though she sure. doesn't even know his mom why would he he does
0: he does he has, he has memories of her
2: They hugged Sure but like but, It has to how, he, Okay so how
1: old How old do you think he was In those opening scenes Like five Five I mean And he mm. also Yeah And he also I, dude, And he also Best it, act, acting goes to that Five year old on the dock When and, she's getting uh, ready to leave You see them tears Yeah like, Yeah was, <laughs> just like, Dude But
0: he was He was also And he also was very close <laughs> To his dad And his dad told him Stories of him yeah. and, and he loves his dad Me and so. your mom We
1: banged <laughs> Did that Sorry remind... I'm adding I'm adding random commentary <laughs> <laughs> Those are the stories. <laughs> it was there. It was there.
0: But we, honestly, we should probably wrap up our Aquaman review. I'm, I, we should probably...
1: Can I go one more? Yeah, go ahead. So, in my mind, what was... I mean, I understand the point of going to Atlantis was to introduce you to Atlantis. Why couldn't you just take the artifact that unlocked the secret freaking thing that had was his face out of Atlantis? Like, she knew where she needed to go. Why did he have to come back? Because Atlantis. because uh, she the, the artifact thing
0: was
2: to lead to... Uh, yeah, but
1: why couldn't Mora take that with her? She knew it existed when she wanted to go get him the first
2: or time. Or why couldn't Volko take it to them? They yeah. had no reason to go to Atlantis. I mean,
1: the main reason was to get Atlantis introduced. I understand that. But in the large scheme of things, Atlantis didn't need to be there. He could have maybe introduced that in the second one. Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. It was weird. I was I like mean, you you're risking Momoa, you're risking what's her face? Mora, Myra, Mira, Mera. Mera. And <laughs> 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 you're you're risking them in getting caught why couldn't you just have her take the artifact to him let him know like i understand you're also trying to show him that atlantis does exist i guess
0: yeah i mean there's a plot and hole, Here's what it is. I understand I mean,
1: that, I guess.
2: because this film is trying to do the work of three movies in one movie but you
1: know? i i
0: appreciate it for i appreciate because i still feel like the movie was good i still feel like it was definitely worth a watch yeah it was and, fun i enjoyed it I, I would definitely i'm definitely gonna watch it again I and yeah, it had its flaws in the areas of like how the plot comes along and maybe it's taking on too much too soon. I appreciate it taking that bullet because it's going to make the next movies way easier to make. Now you do have the where do we go from here thing, but there's a I you know, I'm not going to there's a lot of inspiration to pull from these comics, which they clearly did not shy away from in this movie. I have no doubt in my mind that they will go back to the comics and go back to those writers to find where do we go next that's a inspiring thing for Aquaman to go for but um, for my uh, rating for this movie out of 10 I I honestly really enjoyed it it was maybe I mean it's dang close to so my favorite DC movie honestly um, I'm gonna give it an 8 out of 10 I I really enjoyed it definitely go see it and uh, yeah that's my review Tanner um,
2: as much as I as much fun as I had with it. Uh, it's, it's a six out of 10 for me. I 10. think um, action's fun, characters are fun, but the technical issues, the structural issues, the fact that it's just overall a bloated story kind of prevents me from really emotionally investing in what I'm looking at.
1: Jordan? I'd probably go a 6.5 on it. 6.5 out of 10? Yeah. All right. Damn. Uh, Yeah, I'm a six out of
0: 10 as well. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fair. Um. That's our review of Aquaman. Definitely, um, go give it a shot. I don't think anyone here is saying Into don't see. The it. So go see, go <laughs> check it out, and uh, we be uh, we're, we're eager to hear your thoughts. Um, moving on to the next topic. It's time to discuss what's in the news. Okay, so. Guys, just recently launched the Us trailer, the Mm. new film by Jordan Peele. I was a huge fan of uh, Get Out. Get Out. Loved that movie. Own it. Watched it multiple times. So I'm, I was super excited for this. The one thing I'm mummed out about Us is that it looks absolutely terrifying. I'm not going to see it (laughs) to the point that I don't want to see see it. The the little girl, the little actor,
1: I don't know her name. When she's looking at herself, the other... Ooh. Oh, my fucking God. Dude, and then music. Oh, oh, my God. I, I don't know music. what song it. I forget what song it is, but it's a slowed down type, piano rendition. I, type. I got on
2: five it. on Yeah. It.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, do we have copyright
0: uses of that? I think... I think Z- yeah, you're good. No, d- no, no don't we be mistaken. That was me singing that part. <laughs> yeah, that was not a play of Spot the song. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I watched it, and I was like, damn, this is going to be terrifying. I don't know if I want to see this movie, because this is borderline... Who's scary? Dude. Yeah, just the shit-ass grins on there. Ooh. Ooh. It looks My, like a combination of The Strangers and some and yeah. some other
2: movie. Yeah. I I really like Get Out, so I'm excited for this um, just because it's his, his follow-up to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not huge into the home invasion genre of scary movies. Right. Yeah. So I hope that doesn't take up too much of the action in this, but I'll mm-hmm. go see it. It's going to be, I think it's
0: going to be pretty I'll much entirely home invasion, but it depends. I mean, Jordan Peel's already done and a completely unique take on the horror films genre. If, I think it's going to be unique. I'm again. telling
2: you, this movie's going to end with either the entire family or just one of the family members. You're not going to be sure. Is it the real one or is it one of the mm-hmm. copycats? Mm-hmm. I bet it's the kid the kid with the mask yeah. and then what? I'm going to get pissed cuz I don't mind ambiguous elements in the story I mm-hmm. don't like ambiguity in the ending just yeah. commit to one
0: I I believe in Jordan and Peele this, enough to I can to go feel
2: for it. I can feel him I mean that would be the easiest route to go with I'd like to think he's more creative yeah. than that Oh so. he is
0: I mean get, get out was incredibly sure. creative and it had mm-hmm. uh and what I loved is it had social commentary that didn't beat you over the head with it where you just felt like you just walked out of some sort of you know, some sort of uh, film that just like constantly is like, "This is what's going on in the world today. This is what's going on in the world today. This is how you should feel about it." Type of thing. He stated his piece in a very dramatic, incredible way, and I loved it. Tim, did you watch the US trailer?
3: Oh yeah, I did. I I'm I, I'm excited for it. Uh, I don't know if it'll be as good as Get Out. Um, it's gonna be hard to do that. Yeah, honestly, uh, I'm pretty excited for it. To kind of go off what Tanner said, I can definitely see it ending like. Uh, get out ended where you thought it was over he was done there's no way escaping and then he comes out victorious where maybe a member of the family is replaced and they're like leaving We're like oh well that's the end and the dad comes back
2: yeah and you
0: know it'll be interesting i mean i'm excited to see it
3: uh that's
2: winston duke in lupita yeah Uh, black panther both from black panther oh um
0: here's something that's Scary. Is that his sister
1: in Black that's, Panther? That's uh, his no. girlfriend. Girlfriend. Or the yeah, love yeah. interest. Yeah. Got it.
2: And then Winston Duke was Mobaku, the... Uh, the ta- Lupita. Ta- the big guy. Yeah, ta- the, the kind of rival I a, clan, I yeah, yeah. guess. Big yeah. crush. Yeah.
0: Big crush on Lupita. Yeah. I think she is just... She is gorgeous. Yeah. Big crush. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. What's scarier than us, though, that I saw is... Holmes and Watson does not have a Rotten Tomato score, and it came out yesterday. Dude, I, it's I it's showing too. now.
2: Oh, is it? Oh, right? oh God. What is oh. it? Not a lot of reviews counted because they did not do a press screening yeah. ahead of the time, which is a bad sign. By
0: the way, for people who don't know what a press screening mean is, it means they sent out little early DVD copies, and they let them come see the movie early so the critics could review the movie and release a review on launch day or whenever they decided the embargo to lift. Um, this is not the case where they're literally saying, if you want to review this movie, you need to go buy a damn so, ticket yourself.
2: So right now it's at 5%. <laughs> Ooh, no. I uh, have uh, 4%. One, oh, one it, fresh it rating... Down. And 21 oh. Rotten. So only 22 reviews counted so far. Oh, God. Uh, that's just because no one's going to see this play. No, Well, yeah, because they're
0: saying, hey, critics, you literally have to buy your own movie ticket to see <laughs> this because we are trying to squash the reviews on this thing as much as we can. The
2: audience know. score is not any better. Dude,
0: I, I read some things on Reddit, and, yeah, Reddit can be a little – Remix. <laughs> yeah, Reddit can be a little, um, you know. One, uh, overboard with their commentary but <laughs> i have never seen so many comments on a movie that just straight up says this is the worst movie i have ever seen in my life and i'm like that is it seems a bit much but they were very adamant they're like this is legitimately one of the worst movies i have ever seen if not the worst movie i've ever seen
1: i after uh seeing that it wasn't scored went back and like Check the scores of any other movie with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley yeah, in it together. They're all pretty low. They're all pretty low, but they're not. I mean, they're like what sixty, fifty-ish, somewhere in that the, the, range, the, the, which isn't, oh, in my man. mind, isn't terrible. Like you're going for a comedy. Ugh! But the the and, thing that bothered me—if me. if you see the last thing they were in together, was it Step Brothers? uh, uh yeah. yeah 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 i mean
0: well, it was that was directed by adam mckay though this is not directed by him the only thing they've been good in together is directed by adam mckay now yeah. they have speaking a new movie coming McKay. up that's going to be with adam mckay too what's
2: what's speaking of him? oh we're going to talk about vice for a second
0: oh yes but also i what i will say too on real fast on Holmes and watson is i was really hoping they were to go the spoof Territory where it was going to be a legitimate mystery storyline with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, and then the comedic elements, something like like Shaun of the Dead type Mm -hmm, tone where it's a it's it's the comedic elements are woven into a dramatic storyline that is actually enthralling and interesting. Yeah. And they just straight up went like, no, 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 no. We're just going to make this a stupid-ass movie with real dumb Three Stooges slapstick humor. And, oh my God, the oh, selfie show joke. Show some
2: respect for the Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Lord. Show some respect for our founding fathers there. Um. Yeah, I, I just, I'm I'm bummed. I'm, I'm honestly really bummed because I was hoping this would do like... You know, this would be a, a, a series of movies. they do two or three of them, and uh, that's not going to happen because it's going to make nothing. But speaking of Adam McKay, Vice is kind of getting lukewarm reactions from people and critics. What's so this at? is,
2: uh, right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at 67, um, which works. is a pretty dramatic drop from Adam McKay's last film, The Big Short. Yep. Which this was kind of his transition into more serious films. He was doing like a lot of... The comedies like Step Brothers, right? And um, uh, Old School 2, maybe? Anchorman. Anchorman. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people were really interested in this film when the trailer dropped, seeing Christian Bale in the very transformative performances, Dick Cheney. Uh, getting lukewarm reviews. The first round that I saw were all pretty scathing. It seems like it's evening out a little bit. But uh surprising
0: I think the
2: thing that's coming through though on
0: the reviews is that the performances are top top class like every single one of them are at the top of their game in terms of performances yeah. it's just that the story isn't there like it just it it sounds like it almost verges on boring um which is kind of a bummer. The big short could get that way too because they just simply, whacked you over the head with financial terms that have to do with the housing market. And unless you're in that business, you have no idea what the fuck they're talking about the entire movie. So that was, it, it definitely muddled in that area, but I was hoping Vice was going to be more of a straight shot, but it sounds like it's almost, from, from the trailers, it almost looks like it's going to be a series of vignettes um, of stories about Dick Cheney, Put into one movie and it seems like maybe that's not
2: working i think that's an issue with biopics in general is you know human lives are not structured narratives with mm-hmm. beginnings middles and ends uh they don't end you know with the inevitable uh payoff of everything yeah. set up like in our teenage yeah. years or something
0: by the way <laughs> this is so off topic but i have to say this i read this on, and i'm sure you saw it on reddit too someone posted the idea for The guys who made, uh, uh, um, Aaron Sorkin who wrote it, the guys who make The Social Network do a sequel to The Social Network and what Facebook is today with the same cast. And I'm like, that is freaking brilliant no. i would watch that in a heartbeat they could eat they have so much material they yeah. could easily do that and it would be it would be a little bit darker too because zuckerberg is the devil <laughs> and, it's, and oh my god you could see in the trailer they could end it with like that clip of zuckerberg going like i'm here smoking some meats have you seen that when he's in his backyard <laughs> no. and, he live streamed himself barbecuing and someone just edited it to have every single time he said smoking meats they just edited all of it together so he's like i'm smoking meats Smoking meats, and he's doing it in his like dead robot facial expression he has
2: it's awful, but um
1: uh-huh, you're, it's all of us. Sorry. No.
2: i was I was actually just about How to bring up one? Aaron Sorkin, yeah, why his films um I think work is because he doesn't look at the entire life of um whoever his subject is, like with the social network. This isn't the entire life story of Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. up to that point. It's a very specific moment in time. Or with um, Steve Jobs, it's three different points in history, but they connect in a way that creates yeah. a narrative. And Sorkin can just write a biopic better than and anyone He in takes business. a lot of liberty with historical or factual accuracy, which I think is fine, because it's a movie, you yeah. gotta tell a story. Yeah. Um, the reason why, like, vice again it's just that's not a story yeah it's a, it's a it's telling stories. of stories it's not yeah. a story
0: mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still excited to see it i'll definitely go check it out uh just to see christian bale probably in his oscar winning performance as dick cheney i would imagine he's going to be the front runner for that uh the second year in a row a guy dresses up like a fat dude and a fat political figure and uh actually oh he didn't dress up. No, he Dude, that's that right. Way. Yeah, uh, Gary Oldman needs to get on board oh, with Churchill. getting super fat yeah. and then becoming Churchill. But yeah, um, so Vice isn't performing well, but uh, not perform- It's performing fine. It's just getting lukewarm reactions. Yeah. So we'll probably have a short review on that at some point. Uh, Steve Carell was in that movie, and people said his performance was great in that. He had to make
1: up from marwin or whatever yes, the hell that movie and was.
0: that is also leading me to just to touch on this marwin is getting terrible reviews <laughs> i saw that people do not it's like not that movie. surprising the thing with steve carell too and i've actually for him because i love steve carell so much i've stopped watching the office as much as i did because the problem with steve carell for me is every single time i saw him acting i just saw him as michael scott pretending to be one of his many characters and i was like this is awful because when he was doing that as Michael Scott, he was great. That, he was an it was a, he was a great actor. He was actually doing all these characters so perfectly as Michael Scott. So now though, when I see him in all these movies, I just see him trying to be Michael Scarn or Prison Mike or Ping or one of those guys, and I can't I can't unsee that. So I've stopped watching The Office so much, so I can try and enjoy Steve Carell's latest performances more and see him as just an actor trying to portray a character, but. When I see those Marwyn trailers I'm like it kind of looks like this is Steve this is Michael Scott trying to make a drama and it just looks corny and cheesy and awful in all these ways. I thought it looked like a fun pick-me-up movie, but after the reviews hit I'm like this doesn't look this isn't good. This isn't good at all. Yeah, I I I had some interest
3: when the first trailer came out, but yeah, it just looked like it was going to be kind of a depressing movie and then picks you up at the end i'm not entirely surprised though yeah Yeah.
0: it's it that that's um it's it's interesting
2: there's Um, a yeah oh i was just gonna add i haven't seen this but by all accounts the documentary marwin cole um which is an actual representation of its documentary i hear it's better uh watch that instead is what i'm told yeah i hear it's much much better um
0: so that's going to be in the news. That was our In the News segment. It's a new segment. Let us know what you think about it. I hope you all liked it. We're moving on to our next segment. The main topic of today's podcast.
1: Wasn't it Aquaman?
0: No.
2: This <laughs> is the, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? This does seem like it's Aquaman's going to take more. <laughs> it's the end of the year special. It's the end okay. of the year special. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It is our
0: 2019 most anticipated list. We all put together... A singular top five list to show and convey what we most look forward to in the coming year in terms of cinematic adventures. And let's go ahead and start with Tanner's top five. Ooh.
2: Um.
0: So just say a little bit about. If you take
2: my each Tanner. One. Yeah, just
0: take say a little bit about each one. We're gonna list them um, five or, in no particular order. If you rank them, go ahead. But just say a bit on each one.
2: Uh, so number five, starting at the bottom. Now we. Now we're here. Oh,
0: um, God. we all did that at the same time.
2: <laughs> it's God's plan. Um, Jeez. it chapter two.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Uh It, the first was one of my favorite films of last year. It was fantastic. Uh, loved. Never saw it. Just about everything about it. (laughs) I never saw the original miniseries with Tim Curry. I haven't read the books, so I've got like no nostalgic connection or any kind of bias. Um, I really loved it. Can't wait for the sequel. The cast looks great. Um, Number four is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I knew
0: you'd throw that on there. This is what I love about our list. King of Monsters would be like fifteen on my thing, and it's like in your top five. So I love this. I am fully Mm -hmm.
2: expecting this to be like, (laughs) kind of like maybe the most I can hope for is like a six out of ten rating. Like I'm not anticipating it being like a truly good movie. Really get a nine out of ten. I'm feeling a lot of hype from this thing. There's a lot of hype. I've got a very long history with godzilla a lot of nostalgia there so i'm just excited to see more of it again um so that's why that's there number three is if it still comes out next year it could get pushed out um the lighthouse which is the new uh what's the director's name looking it up real quick
1: you got this tanner i believe in you
2: Robert Eggers' movie. <laughs> uh, Robert Eggers was the writer and director of The Witch, oh. which was my favorite film the year that came out. Um, that movie is freaky. I That's... loved it. It's one of my favorite films of all time. So The Lighthouse is supposed to be his... Wow, favorite films wow. of all time. One of them. Wow. Uh, wow. supposed to be his next wow. film coming out <laughs> next year, of course. Uh, currently... Attached to it is Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson as the two lead characters. Very funny. I actually Ooh.
0: looked up Robin Pattinson's uh,
2: IMDB page
0: uh, yeah. yesterday and I saw he He's was a great actor. That. Yeah.
2: Um huh. supposed to be I think like a black and white, just kinda intense, spooky Black and white piece.
0: That's what I heard. Interesting.
2: Okay. Um, I think
0: you could do a lot with a horror movie in black and white. Oh, I love black and white. I think that Um, could be
2: very, very... Just the the contrast. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: That could be great, though, with a horror movie, with all the darkness and everything. Oh, man. So, yeah, a
2: lot of big big hype for that uh, for me. Number two is Avengers Endgame. Um, just because you got to see how it ends. Yeah. I, I feel like I know how it's gonna end, but you, you got to see it. You have to. Again, it's not gonna. It might not be one of the best films of the year, but no. looking forward to it. Number one, of course. This is probably at the bottom, if probably not included at Go ahead. all. Can I Say guess it. what genre is it in? Oh, uh, I can tell you right now. It's Star Wars fans, Episode Nine. Star oh. Wars oh. Episode. Okay. Nine, uh, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have guessed that. But, <laughs> uh, of course, because it's a Star Wars film. Yeah. And I'm never, I'm never not gonna be excited. Luke's for gonna that. be so badass in this yeah. one, like dude. I show. hope like he's got like <laughs> he's back. huge muscles and he's Oh, dude, he's just fucking ripped.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> it's finally time for that so, Luke Ray romance plot.
3: He actually died in the snap, so when the Avengers come back, they'll bring him back. Luke oh my comes back. God. Jordan, you're top Cross five. Over. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's keep, let's keep going. <laughs>
1: um, to be honest, I wasn't prepped for this. Um, it's going to be Toy Story. It's one. to be one. Okay. Yeah, Toy, Toy, Toy Story 4. Toy Story. Toy Story. Toy Story 4. Yes. Toy Story 4.
0: You have to say that as Toy a child. Oh, boy. Boy's like you.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> um, it'll be that. Glass looks kind of good where they're bringing in, uh, what is that? Unbreakable and, and tying that all together. Split and Split. Split. Yep. That looks interesting. I mean, of course, Marvel, Avengers, and Star Wars. I mean, that's four, but fuck it, I don't need five. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Ooh. Hey, I you like
0: know, it. you you did an admiral job for not pick, knowing that. Can I pick five. a fifth
2: for you? Do it. Uh, Shazam. Yes. Ooh. Actually, I, to be honest, I think it looks all right. It would have uh, been on my top think, ten, I think 10 them, but we shortened this to five. I think them so. picking yeah.
1: Zachary Levi to play Shazam, like, Intriguing. Intriguing. Yeah. He's got a kid like aspect about him. He was
0: a great cast. Yeah. Great casting. The casting that you least expect are the ones that always turn out pretty well, in my opinion. Um just because, you know, it's it's good not to cast a superstar and yeah. every single I mean, he certainly was not a superstar. He was borderline famous. He was Chuck. I mean he's B list and now he's gonna probably be A list after this. And he was Chuck, yeah. Yeah. Tim?
1: uh yeah so i gave it a little tug
0: my my number
3: five is glass still haven't seen unbreakable i love split uh i'm looking forward to this movie a lot number four it chapter two because the first one was fantastic i think it was my third favorite film from last year Uh, i'm really looking forward to that one uh number three avengers endgame just because get to see how it ends number two is star wars Recently, I've been getting more excited about it. I don't know why. I think just because we don't know a lot about what's going to happen. <clears throat> There's going to be a lightsaber in
2: it, probably. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah.
3: Maybe <laughs> maybe they don't have any lightsabers. That'd be kind of uh, an interesting uh, take.
2: Don't say that.
3: But, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of what's hap- going to happen with it. And then my number one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh that's the new Quentin Tarantino movie mm. that's going to be coming out. Yeah. And I just love Quentin Tarantino.
0: Yeah. Well, that's probably going to be pretty good. Um, well, it's time for my top five then, I guess. Um, coming in, There's no Batman All DC. movie coming out next year. <laughs> coming in at number five is is actually a tie. It's a tie between Avengers You're and oh, I didn't know we could have a I <laughs> know we could have a tie. six titles. I, I, What's up with that? I could have tied up my whole number sorry. five yeah. spot. Rule change, to rule change. It's a tie
3: between seven different movies. You're right.
0: Rule change, there could be a tie fifth. Now, starting <laughs> oh, to a tie well, fifth. Let me, hold on. <laughs> Let's go uh, back around the table. Hold on, hold I'm on, hold gonna, on. I'm going to tie Glass with <laughs> Toy uh, Story Avengers, 4. Avengers yeah. Endgame is tied with Star Wars Episode nine. That's your five. Five and six. What's that? Nothing there. No. Well, what I'm trying to say by that is, depending on Star Wars first trailer, it will fall out of my top five or it will propel itself solidly into my top five. We're about the it's here gonna and It's going to be in your top five. Nice.
2: You are kidding yourself. No, it, if you think this time... Depending on the trailer. If you think November of 2019, you're not <laughs> just waking up, just completely jazzed for <laughs> Star Wars every day of your life. Dude, you it, be. Be. You're it, it depends. kidding yourself. You don't deserve I, I to am, have a Star Wars only not, podcast. I am not
0: joking when I say this. Like... After episode, I literally don't force know what I should has been be. been canceled. I don't know what <laughs> I kidding. should. No be, I don't know what I should be excited for yet. I don't. Star Wars. You should Wars. be excited for Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, that's. Nah, you that's, have to that's, be. that's
3: also kind of the exciting part. You don't know what's going to happen.
0: Tim, last week you were telling me you don't know what you were looking forward to in this at all.
3: I don't know what happened. Yeah, you don't have yeah, to. You just gotta look forward to it. I think to I to think it. it was that toaster I, I got. have. He lit the Actually, force in. So I got a. You're like Luke yes. right now, Max. Yes. You've disconnected yourself Ooh. from the I, I read the Jedi You're text. just sitting
2: on your island doing nothing. Okay, Whoa. Here's what I'll say, all right? Force Awakens
0: was, <laughs> would be number one on my list. Last Jedi was number one on my list because of the direction they decided to take the movies that I have not agreed with. Everyone else, I mean, not everyone else, but a lot of people have. They have it in their top five. Right now, it's tied for five. Depending on that first trailer, that what it tells me where we're going with this movie Will either let me be excited and put it firmly in top five or not? So it's tied with Endgame right now because I'm excited about Avengers Endgame, but there's f- four other movies that, that I'm just more excited. What is it's Just
1: a scene about. of darkness.
0: Lightsaber <laughs> lights the... up
1: Luke's face. Oh, oh. boner town. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I'm just like, oh, just that's uh, all I needed. Actually, don't so end it's in the top trailer. Five. Okay. End the trailer. So that's my <laughs> five spot for Avengers uh, Endgame and Star Wars Nine. Then. At number four, I actually have – this is going to be an interesting one, I think, for a lot of people, but it's going to be Joker. At number four, I love oh, – Walking DC movie. Joaquin Phoenix is – oh, this isn't connected to the DCEU. It's going to be taking an artistic take on the Joker, it sounds like. It's going to be a one-off story. Um, I love Joaquin Phoenix. I want to see his portrayal as a Joker.
1: One-off story until it does well. <laughs> yeah, you'll see. <laughs> and then it's no longer it, a one-off w- story. No one off. <laughs> I mean,
0: I imagine they only got Joaquin on this thing because he just straight up said, like, I'll do one. I'm not going to do multiple of these things because he was supposed to be the favorite to be Doctor Strange. Well, he was supposed to be the favorite to be Doctor Strange, and nothing's going to pay you more than a Marvel movie. And he turned that down. He's like, hey... Because they're like, hey, you're going to be Doctor Strange in this and then you're going to be in the sequel of Doctor Strange and then you're going to be in Avengers and then you're also going to be in Thor and we're going to pay you so much money your head is going to spin. And he's just like, nah, nah fam, I'm not about that. So anyways, I'm excited to see that, see what type of take he has on the Joker. Um, and so
1: far we've only seen, have we seen anything about it? We've seen <laughs> stills, Todd, <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Ph- mm-hmm. Photos and Todd Phillips released a short little costume test with Walking Phoenix. Okay. And he just, it, the, that 15 seconds just was super eerie to me, and yeah. I could see that he is acting his ass off for it. So, I'll have to look it up. I think there's no doubt his performance is going to be good, even if, if the movie isn't. You could probably count on him for a solid performance. Yeah. Um, coming in at number three is It, Chapter 2. Um, I loved It, Chapter 1. I thought it was just excellent. It was one of those movies that's a horror movie with a lot of scary bits, but you also left the theater feeling like, It it left you feeling different. A lot of horror movies leave you down in the dumps. It, Chapter 2, left me feeling like I just watched a normal thriller. So, yeah,
2: after I saw it, I would have, you know, family members ask, like, is it scary? I'm like, yes, but I, I best... It's best described as like a roller coaster. Not in that there's like ups and downs yeah. in quality, but it's just kind of that. It's just a thrill ride. Yeah, yep. And I mean, you're if you don't, laughing, I mean, you're gonna yeah. be freaked and out. And if you don't like mm-hmm. scary
0: movies, I mean, bottom line, yeah, do not see this. This is not for you. But there, it's it's spooky. It's very spooky. Um, and there's some the the comedic bits by the kids and that which is what I'm nervous about with, uh, chapter two is are they going to have that same time, chemistry? There's a time there's jump.
1: jump, right? Yeah, there is a time, there are time jump.
0: Twenty-seven years. Yeah, they're all adults. adults. And yeah. the kids is what made it, really? it to begin with the 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 child the, the child cast was incredible. They were all great mm-hmm. actors. They yeah. had great chemistry. Yeah. Um. I mean, <laughs> I that part where they open up the door and that girl is screaming and half her body's missing and they're like, like. They slammed the door shut, and he's like, "What the fuck happened to her legs?" <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so funny because they marked the. Remember, they marked the doors. It said, "Like they had to choose between three doors to go through." One said, "Very scary," "Not very scary," "Kind of right, scary," right, right, and yeah. they opened the kind of scary door. and It was a girl with her half her body missing, and she's screaming, and and they slammed the door shut. It just was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the comedic oh. bits in it made that movie sustainable because it wasn't like. I'm going to cry. This is so horrifying. It was like, well, at least there's some levity here and there that makes it worth it. Number two is going to be Shazam.
4: Okay.
0: I am very excited for this movie. I, again, love Zachary Levi as the cast there. It's going to be a different take on a superhero movie because it's big mixed with Superman, really. It's a kid who gets powers that he doesn't know what to do with but not like your standard Spider-Man, I don't know what to do with Puberty. my powers. Yeah, he literally turns into an entirely different person, a full-grown adult man, and it just seems interesting in the first trailer, just, I cracked up at it, I thought the humor was there, and it just seems like another great, um, a, a, a different take, but a great take, and hopefully another step forward with the DCU, because, I mean, if they do Shazam right, that's like, the last four of their movies, I mean, three of them, you'd probably say is good. If Shazam is good, Aquaman was good, Wonder Woman, you can say is good. There was
2: Justice League in between. Exactly, Woman but and Aquaman,
0: Justice League, though. I don't think anyone would say it was like that was like just one of the worst movies ever. At least you left there like. This was not good, but it was better than what was before. Can I, Can I yeah. ask a
3: question real quick? Did Justice League happen before Aquaman? Like in yes. the movies? Yes, yes. They they mentioned they mentioned they don't even acknowledge it. Yeah, they do. do, do, do yeah, they, they, they do. Did. they do. They mentioned Steppenwolf.
2: But so I guess getting back off track here. But real quick, did Aquaman not know who Mira was in during the events of Justice League? Then, because yeah. I was under the impression he just kind of f- swims up to her. They're like, hey, you got that cube thing here? She's like, yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about what Zack Snyder decided to do. But then (laughs) in Aquaman, he doesn't even know her name? Well, he doesn't
0: know her name. He doesn't know her. I think she's been... Tempting to recruit him to be an Atlantean for years, and he just knows her by that.
2: He, she hasn't bothered to introduce herself. I
0: guess not. Join she me in Atlantis. I don't
2: know. Let's not. All right. Let's get out of there. Let's
0: let's
1: abort that. Quick. In my amazing boss. I, I don't want to. Play, <laughs> I
0: I want to keep Aquaman pretty much separate from Justice League because of what that movie turned out to be. Sorry, um, did I pull? <laughs> no, you're right, uh, yeah, um, and then my number one most anticipated movie. And this is probably going to take a lot of you by surprise. Star Wars? No. Zombieland 2.
1: That's is that it. number one?
0: It's my number one.
1: Because oh Zombieland same, is. Same, same, different cast, same, cast. same Island, cast, same cast. Same cast.
0: Same cast. Same cast. I think it'll be zombie Zombieland number one is one of my favorite movies of all time. I absolutely love that movie. I've watched it so many times, and I just, I love it. I'm a huge Jesse Eisenberg fan, yeah. and I just thought everything about that was great. The humor was there, the you know there are some horror elements but not much the cast had great chemistry and i just loved the story it's going to be hard to follow it up but i absolutely loved that movie so that is my number one most anticipated cuz i want to see what they do and i want to see that all so that goes. gang back together so i'm they excited they say if it's
1: a sequel like after the timeline of the first one or before i or? believe it's i believe it's the, to be after.
0: the the the, it, makes the sense. it takes events after Zombieland 1 and all of them are still together and everything like that hmm. so yeah, I'm excited for Zombieland One. So that is my top two. five most two, my top five most anticipated 2019 movies. Now I think it's time to wrap this thing up. We've gone we've gone for a while, but I think we've had a lot of great discussions. Boys, what are we watching next this week? What do you guys have next on tap? For me, it's Bumblebee. I'm gonna go see Bumblebee in Vice next.
2: Um, I'm going to go try to see The Favorite before it leaves theaters. Mm-hmm. My
0: parents just saw that, actually, just before I came over here. Yeah. And first of all, I thought they saw Mary Poppins Returns. And my dad comes in and I go... Did he think he was seeing Mary Poppins? No, no. Well, he I, he told me like, yeah, I think we're going to go see Mary Poppins. And I was like, oh, okay. So they come back. and I'm like, how was the movie? And he goes, bizarre. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, dude, that was just, that was just bizarre. That's, it's kind of weird. I don't know how to really describe it. It was just... Strange, and I was like, Man, what the hell happened in Mary Poppins' returns? <laughs> at least, the bizarre is that turns out they saw the favorite, and uh, oh, <laughs> they described that as just bizarre. They they didn't find it funny, they thought it was super boring. Uh, it just and that's actually kind of what it looks like it's landing with the, uh, the audience, too. The audience is nowhere near as high as the review score is on it. And what do
2: they know? <laughs> I don't know, nothing.
0: I, I go by that. I go by that sometimes if it's like really lower than the critics I'm like okay this probably is one of those boring movies that critics <laughs> are giving really good reviews to yeah. Um, um, so yeah that's that's a good one what else do you want to see
2: also going to try to watch The Death of Stalin
0: oh I've been wanting to see that too um, it's a comedy can
2: it's, rent is it it's uh, Steve on Redbox yeah I don't
0: know. It's got
3: it's got the actor who plays Lucius Malfoy.
2: Yeah,
0: yep. Jason Isaacs. Yep. Um yep. and uh, Steve Buscemi's in it. I'll Steve, Steve Buscemi. Um there's
2: there's a couple movies left from this year that I wanted to see before the end of the year so I could have potentially included them on yeah. my top 10 list. Yeah. Um whenever we get that like Suspiria or um If Beale Street Could Talk. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Neither of those films played anywhere near us. I think mm. maybe the Alamo, there's but a, that's like in in downtown the city. KC. There's yeah, a thea- there's a couple
0: of theaters in downtown KC that are smaller. Um, I can't think of what the name of it is now, but uh, yeah, they, yeah, they it's a small. But
2: room. no, like none of the chains like B and B or AMC. Yeah. None of those close theaters to us. Um, played they tip- those at all yeah. yeah
0: and they typically play those they'll actually do a run of those during oscar time they'll do like a short run of them but
2: well and suspiria is an amazon film so i'm hoping it hits their streaming yeah. sooner um, than they later. handle theirs
0: worse different than netflix They actually give them a full theatrical run and it yeah. takes a while for it to actually hit their streaming which but, is what yeah. am i paying for yeah yeah
1: um jordan what are you seeing this week anything on, on tap or i'm gonna hopefully go see finally spider-man Oh, you yeah. guys talked about in past episodes and talked about how great it was, but it's I good. haven't it's had good, a chance man. to go see it. So. Did you listen to the spoiler? No, because I think that was the night I was sick. Yeah. I think I passed out. Like yeah. I listened to the first half of the cast and then I when went to bed. Dead. Yep. So that and then potentially Bumblebee. Yeah. Those are the two on the list. Yep. Tim?
3: Yeah, I wanna I wanna see the favorite, um and Bohemian Rhapsody. Those are probably my top two that I want to see in theaters. Um and then I, oh. I need to see I, Tanya and I own and Lady Ladybird.
0: We should watch I, Tanya together.
3: I bought it. So I bought it as a white elephant gift because I knew no one would want it. I'm like, ah, I'll
0: just get it for myself. Ended up winning it. You're getting cold for Christmas. It's after I Christmas. I got a toast. You're getting cold next year. I got a toast. Um, I want to see. I got to go see Creed 2, man. I just realized yeah. I haven't seen Creed 2. I got to make time to go see that. Maybe I'll see that tomorrow can, night. Can we watch Creed
3: 1? And then I'll go
0: see it with you. I don't know. I might go see this after work tomorrow. I don't know. Creed 2 and Bumblebee are definitely on my list. But yeah, I I need to go see Creed 2. Well, I I let you borrow Creed 1 like nine months ago, and you didn't watch it once in the nine months you had it. I lost it in my backpack. I watched Drive like a month after you gave it to me, if not sooner than that.
1: Anyways, it's a long time. It is. It yeah. is still a long time, Why but it's not, not like it's a very eight long months time. that
2: night. I or... also, I also gave him like I watched watch the dark
1: crystal that I borrowed from you, like,
2: like within minutes of me handing it yes. to you. Yes. Yeah. And I had a review for you. <laughs> I, think, that. I, I think we, down knew down that.
1: we
3: need to work work on our movie watching apparently. Skills. Yeah.
0: Apparently. Um, well, that's gonna do it for today's cast, guys. Uh, I hope you appreciate the new sound quality that we have going on this podcast. We're definitely uh, probably got I hope it, it works. Anyway, I think it is. <laughs> it sounds it better. You it press record, better. right? We're we're working oh, on no. it, working on the kinks and everything, and uh, we we'll be great to go. But uh, kinks, we're working on the kinks. Um, so yeah, for myself, Max Latham at Max Fozzie, your host of the of Podcast, I want to say thank you on behalf of Tanner Rush. Whoa! Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> I want to say. Good, Don't good, say word good night. Words <laughs> <laughs> uh, And I want to say goodbye For Jordan Katzer Our production manager uh, Hopping on his first podcast yes. today Yes Thank you for being on with Thanks us, for buddy. having me I'm
1: glad I got to test this out With you guys yeah, Absolutely
0: And Tim Thanks again for being Another uh, another great co-host On Just today's episode Just another body Sitting at the table You did a great job yeah, as Your always. body's been here Every cast yep. he's Except a, for the first one He's a mainstay Except for the first one <laughs> He's yes. a mainstay Guys, be on the lookout for this podcast, obviously, and our next couple ones we'll be doing another Star Wars podcast, Force Vision, uh, here pretty soon. And we will be doing a common room podcast, hopefully, to round out the month. We've been a little slow on Harry Potter news, but we're going to scrounge some together and maybe make a, a nice short little common room podcast. So be on the lookout for that. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and anywhere podcasts are listened to. Share with your friends. That's the best way you can get our stuff out to anyone else. Share with your coworkers. Share with your family. Anyone who's interested in movies, we'd love to have them on board as a listener. As always, you can reach us at Cinematic Pod on Instagram, at Cinemaxtic on Twitter, and email us at Cinemaxticpod at gmail.com. Any commentary, any recommendations, anything you want to say, tweet us, message us. We'd love to feature you guys on the podcast. Thanks again, once more, for being a being a valued listener. And we will see you next time on the Stick podcast.
1: We'll see you next year.
0: That's right. Bye.
4: Ooh.